Welcome back to A Living Nightmare Podcast, hosted by me, Amber, and Megan. Hey. <laughs> hey. 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 How y'all doing? You can't see it, but we're doing the hand. Hey. You can't see it. Only the girlies know. Yep. Anyways, so welcome back to our bi-yearly podcast. Once or twice a year, we just get silly. We post, but okay. I'm gonna make that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make a change. Okay. Me and my therapist have been talking. <laughs> <laughs> she says I have to make more goals, so I'm gonna make a goal to do at least one episode of the podcast a month, and I'm determined. Megan, are you down? I'm down. Okay, good. Um, yeah, why have we been gone? I have four things to blame. One, mental illness. Two, work. Three, Fortnite. (laughs) (laughs) And four, Jersey Shore. It rhymed. Yeah, those are my reasons too. I'm gonna steal them. Let's see, before we jump in, is there anything haunted that's happened to you recently, Megan, since the last time we recorded? Not really. Um, Aside from the fact that I got you a spirit box for Christmas, and we played with that a little bit. Yes. I am so excited. I'm so excited. I can't get enough. I... I'm excited to use it more. I want to take it somewhere that's actually haunted and use it. We only have used it in the apartment, which is not haunted. And we also took it to the the bridge. Yes, we brought it to a bridge that is supposedly known to be haunted, but nothing really came through. Nothing happened. It was very... What's the word? disappointing (laughs) definitely especially because it was haunted but that's okay i want to go somewhere that i know is haunted that i know that there's that connection that feeling i just want to go ghost hunting so bad so bad i try (laughs) you know i try megan's like we'll see (laughs) no i need i need someone that's 100% in. I'm putting out applications right now. (laughs) (laughs) Submit yours right now. (laughs) I had one spooky encounter, but I'm not going to tell you. (laughs) Tease. I'm teasing. Literally, I'm not going to tell you. (laughs) Why are you not going to tell me? Because it, it was, it was the, that one experience. Oh, Okay. It was, yeah, I don't know. It was a lot. It was so personal and it was probably one of the weirdest things I've ever experienced in my entire life. And it was terrifying, yet comforting, yet sad, yet every emotion humanly possible. Mm -hmm. It was weird. I don't know. Maybe I'll tell it one day, but... Not today. Not today. 
correct. Not today. Is there anything else you wanted to add in? I think I'm ready to jump in when you are. Okay. So we are going to jump back in to where we left off on the last episode and to recap since it's been been a while. We left off with my sister who submitted multiple stories and we left off just a couple stories in. She talked about the Raisin Man, if you recall. Yes. Um, the creepy garage door in our old house. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, that's it, I think. Oh, and Ski Free. Don't yes. forget Ski Free. Yes, so we left off there. And we're just going to jump back in with where we left off. If you haven't listened to that episode, just go back to... Well, just go back and listen <laughs> Just go back. Just go back. It's an episode before this. It's the one right before. Just do it. This one's titled, I Know You're Coming. Okay, so I mentioned in the Raisin Man story that I had a sense of knowing when he was going to come. This is something I experienced when I was younger. I could sense when someone was going to walk into the room. I wouldn't see or hear them coming, but I knew a few seconds before they were going to walk through the doorway. It was like a change in pressure in the air. I absolutely kick myself for this because I knew if I said something about it to anyone, it would go away. But I just had to tell someone. So I told my mom. I honestly don't remember her response. Probably, cool, lol. As soon as I said something about it, it went away. Can't do it anymore. Bummer. Here again, was this a safety mechanism my body learned? I've lost this sense, but I can often tell what someone is going to say before they say it. Sometimes I get ahead of myself and I think it annoys people, like my husband. I need to work on just sitting back and letting it happen because it doesn't change anything. If anything, it just makes me sound chaotic and probably rude for interrupting. LOL. And that's it for that one. I've been able to do that too. Oh? Mm Mm-hmm. I guess it's not something I've ever really thought about. Mm. Um, Let me put the mic a little closer to my mouth. Thank you. You're welcome. Um... Ever since I was younger, it doesn't really happen so much now, um, but <laughs> sorry if you can hear the cat. She probably has the little chip bag in her mouth. She's yowling aggressively. Um, but when I was younger, that was something I could do too. You could usually could usually tell when someone was about to walk into the room and if it was like my brother, my sister, like my dad or my mom, and it... I don't know. I guess I never really just thought about it that much. But looking back on it, I've always could. That's interesting. You got a sixth sense. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This one is called Pretty Lights. For as long as I can remember, I've been able to see a colored mist, eyes open or closed, usually blue or pink, small dots that move in unison in a flowing small blob. Sometimes they can be summoned, like I can prompt their response to yes or no questions. Sometimes I just see them. That kind of cues me in like I should be paying closer attention to what's happening right now. They are much more prominent in a dark space, of course. My mom and aunts used to be really into some new age woo-woo stuff. I always found it fascinating and often tagged along for spirit group meetings or whatever. 
We would talk about anything from meditation, prayer, spiritual experiences, Reiki, visions, dreams, aliens, angels, you name it. There was an influencer that some of them took very seriously. I won't say who, honestly, because her influence has dramatically changed over time, and it can be pretty intense and judgmental these days. I don't follow her anymore. Teach their own. Anyway, we went to see this lady speak one time. It was some pretty amazing stuff. Maybe I'll talk more about that later. A lot of topics she suggested proved true later, which makes it hard to deny. We had an opportunity to literally sit at a table with this lady and ask her questions. She led us through some visual meditations that were very insightful. Actually, I will talk about that more because I think I got an attachment during this, which was a huge annoyance for a while. Anyway, sorry, this one is all over the place. After this table talk, I mentioned to her that I see this mist. She told me that I'm seeing angels and that because I can see them with my eyes open, I'm very quote-unquote awake to them or something along those lines. I don't know, but that felt right. I have never had a sense for who it might be or which. I have some thoughts about angels that I might talk about more later too. But yeah, that's a neat thing. I have to admit that I don't see them as much as I used to. In part, I think that's because I closed myself off to a lot of that stuff over the last couple of years. A lot of hurt that made me lose faith in a lot of things. But as I heal, I feel the desire to open myself back up in that way. I do still see them from time to time. Interesting. Very interesting. Not to be like that guy, but like I've also been... (laughs) But I, I like, I get that because... I mean, I've done that too. Like being able to see like colors, like when you close your eyes. I don't know if that's like spiritual or anything, but like it happened a lot when I was around like certain people. Or like sometimes I could see what I thought, what I like to think were like auras. Okay. Um, It usually would only happen behind like a white or like a very, like a light colored blank space behind them. Background? I could, yeah. Okay. So like... For example, whenever teachers would stand in front of, like, a whiteboard, I'd be able to see, like, an aura around them. Like, a light. Oh. It usually was, like, a white or, like, yellow light. But, like, sometimes it would turn green or sometimes it would turn blue or purple. Interesting. A mood ring. Yeah. (laughs) Why is it turning red? (laughs) Why are they looking at me? Why are they screaming? (laughs) Me when I used to draw memes on the board and then the teacher's aura would turn red. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's so funny. <laughs> Wait, have you ever seen my aura? Have I ever seen yours? Yeah. Not that I can recall. Rude. Sorry you don't stand in front of a white space that often. <laughs> you didn't see it, but I just looked around my white room. Your white room filled to the brim on the walls with a bunch of colored paper and different designs. They're called posters. Girl, (laughs) don't even start with me. (laughs) Okay, jumping into the next one. This one is called The Attachment. Since I just talked about it, I'll tell you about The Attachment from the Spirit Table Talk. This is out of chronological order, sorry. So at this table talk, the spiritual influencer told my mom that she had an attachment. A blonde, angry, young gal. My mom was kind of like, shrug, okay. (laughs) And the influencer did some woo-woo breath work and, quote, rid her of this gal. Okay. So as she was doing this, I literally thought to myself, fuck, I need to put up a shield. Well, too late. That bitch jumped on me. I could literally (laughs) feel it. I brushed it off like, yeah, okay. My mom didn't seem that convinced in this in the first place. So 
Who's to say this is even a thing? I never said anything to anyone about it. Well, let me tell you. I proceeded through life getting my ass handed to me left and right and whenever shit was hitting the fan, that bitch would come to my mental vision and I realized she was attached to me. I never got a great understanding of who she was and what she was trying to accomplish, but after a while of consciously recognizing her and banishing her, either just through mental thought or sometimes literally by speaking out loud, like, you don't belong in my body, get the fuck out. After a while, she went away, thankfully. That is so terrifying and upsetting. I agree. I am so sorry (laughs) that you experienced that. That's crazy. That is crazy. I honestly, I mean, I don't know. I just, I feel bad that she ever had to deal with that. I know. I feel like in a way, I feel like, I feel like everyone has to have some attachments towards, like, to them. Mm -hmm. Even if it's not a spirit. Sorry. I feel like I'm going off track, but I feel like everyone has some type of attachment to them. Even if it's just, like, energy or, like, something like a feeling emotion the energy from a traumatic experience yeah I I don't know I feel like just I think that's real and it's valid and I I can see how something can attach to you and your energy especially when you're in an open and vulnerable state yeah all right this one is called the door handle Our older sister and I were little. I honestly don't remember when this happened specifically. It was pre-Nick and Amber, so I was younger than eight. For whatever reason, I was hanging out in her room pretty late one night. We were both in bed, watching TV probably. The bedroom door was closed. The door handle started to giggle like someone was trying to open the door. I think she meant jiggle. (laughs) The door was not locked, so we were both confused. I wouldn't say it was aggressive, but it was forceful enough that we both looked at the door like, why wouldn't they just open the door? We got up and opened the door. Nothing. We looked over the banister and down the stairs, and our dad appeared at the bottom of the stairs looking up. He asked, are you guys spying on me? We were like, uh, did you just try to come in this room? He was totally confused. He told us he heard footsteps on the stairs and heard the door handle jiggling like we were hurrying and fumbling to get back into the bedroom. I was pretty little. I don't remember how freaked out we all were or if we even stayed in that room that night. Maybe our older sister would remember. Was that in the house? Yes, that was in the old, my old house before, I want to say, yeah, it was before our renovation. So our old house. The OG, if you would. (laughs) I don't know what it is with ghosts and doors. Or maybe it's just our family. I don't know. No, it's not just our family. People experience shit with doors. That's a stupid thing. But (laughs) (laughs) stupid thing to say. I don't even know if I explain. Have I ever said in this podcast about like the bang against my door? I know that Kayla's experienced it too. Maybe. Like a bang so loud smashed against my door. It sounded like someone was bashing, like the shining axing through your door trying to break it down waking me up in the middle of the night scaring the ever-living shit out of me damn yeah yeah i know kayla's experienced it and it's the same door what does that mean what does that mean someone's just trying to someone's just trying to have a chat with you that's all i will say it over and over again i think that there is a portal in my old room and i think What if they quite literally were like, let me in, please? True. Smashing against the door. True. Ew, I don't like to think about that. I don't live there anymore, so it's okay. Yeah, exactly. Anyways. It doesn't matter. You don't live there anymore. 
The next one is called Bump in the Night. One night, after little, tiny Nick and Amber were already in bed, my parents' older sister and I were hanging out in the living room. We were watching TV, and all four of us were in the same room. We hear distinct bumping across the floor upstairs. Bump, 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 bump. I thought it sounded like a heavy ball bouncing across the floor. We all assumed Nick and Amber were out of bed, playing. My mom asked me to go up and put whoever back to bed. I went up right away. The room was dark, quiet, and they were both fast asleep. Zero toys on the floor. When I came back down and told my parents, none of them believed me. Pretty sure all of them went up to see for themselves. We might even have looked around upstairs because we were all so sure of what we heard. So you've been having this stuff happen to you since before you can even remember. Correct. As evidenced by somebody telling us. Yeah. I don't know. That's a. It's just so weird. I love it, but I hate it at the same time. <laughs> it's so interesting, but it's so scary at the same time. Exactly. It's scary because it's unknown. But that's also why I'm so intrigued by it all. And I just want to know why. <laughs> yeah, that's valid. The next one's short. It's called Power Tools. When I was in middle school, I had a friend that lived in a big, beautiful house. Her and her sister's bedroom was downstairs, along with a bathroom, storage area, and a theater room. We'd be in the theater room watching a movie or playing games, and down the hall in the storage area, we would hear power tools, clear as day, like if someone was working on a project. No one was ever down there with us. That happened multiple times. Why? I feel like the scariest part is hearing stuff. I'd rather see something than hear it. Um, I disagree. Seeing means that I have to believe it because it's right there and there's no denying it. Whereas if I hear it, I can just blame it on, oh, maybe I'm just hearing things. See, but wouldn't if you saw something, couldn't you be like, oh, I'm just seeing things? I guess on the contrary, yes. But I think for me, <laughs> I think for me, it just is the other way around. The next one is called Wake Up. In high school, our house was remodeled and Nick and Amber and I all had rooms upstairs. My bedroom was later Amber's room and I'm pretty sure she said she had a similar experience. I had been sleeping downstairs and came up to my room in the middle of the night. I had just gotten settled into bed. Very much still awake, out of nowhere there was a bang on my bedroom door, like hard. I sat straight up in bed and looked at the door. It sounded like someone was going to walk in the room and didn't realize the door was closed and slammed their body into the door. Or the cat ran into the door at like full speed. Or someone slammed their fist on the door. I got up and opened the door. Nothing. I knew there wasn't going to be anything. It honestly didn't freak me out. It, I was just like, no, go away. I want to go back to sleep and got back into bed. LOL. <laughs> Well, that's what I was talking about. <laughs> did you do the same thing? Did um, you go to open the door? I did not. Absolutely not. <laughs> not brave. Coward. I'm braver than you. <laughs> Shut up. No, I remember when it happened to me, it was so loud and I was sleeping and it woke me up and I jolted up so violently and my heart was racing so aggressively, and I know I was not dreaming. Like, it was such a distinct sound. Like just you like how she said, it. like, you just, like, slammed it into the door. Yeah. Like, someone just literally threw themselves yes. into the door. Yes. It was spooky. Maybe that's all it was. It was just a ghost that would forget that they couldn't go through doors. 
<laughs> they forgot to put that part of their power on. Yeah. They were like, oops. They were like, oops, I haven't reached this part of ghost, of being a ghost yet. Yeah. They haven't hit that level. They still have to open the doors. <laughs> Yo, that makes so much sense. <laughs> we are unlocking all levels of physicality of ghosts right now. The next one is called... Excuse me? <laughs> okay, it's called Excuse Me. After my parents' house was remodeled, their bedroom was downstairs on the main level. Way back when we first moved into the house, that space was a small bedroom that always gave me the creeps. My parents used it as a storage space. Now it's a short hall. A closet and a bedroom space was added, built onto the house during the remodel. To this day, once in a while, when I'd walk into my parents' room, I get the sensation that I was about to run into someone in that tiny hall, walkway, closet space. It would literally stop me in my tracks. Like when you realize you're about to walk into a mirror, a spider web, or something. Just a weird, startling vibe. I mentioned this to my dad at some point, and he told me that he has had multiple experiences in which he had felt a presence in that space and made him feel sick and uneasy. If I remember right, he told me he'd even see a light in that space. At one point, I think he said he had sleep paralysis experience with whatever that entity was. Whatever happened in that bedroom back in the day is still holds energy in that space. That's for sure. Fun fact. The person that built the house we all grew up in died in a church after having a heart attack. Also, I dated someone who lived in the house before us, and he told me that he and his brother shared that tiny bedroom. But... He didn't mention anything weird happened. Lame. <laughs> All right. I've also had this experience. I've had it multiple times. Mm -hmm. Multiple times walking through that doorway and immediately stopping because there was something darker than dark in front of me. It would be pitch black and I'd be walking in, usually to go say hi to my mom. <laughs> and where was this? Right in the entrance of my mom, my parents' bedroom. Like... The current bedroom that's there now? Mm -hmm. Okay. I think we all must have had that experience. All right. Aliens cut off my finger. Okay, so in high school, I confided in my at-the-time boyfriend about the assault I experienced as a kid. When we broke up, he decided that it was a really great piece of information to hold over my head. Cool guy, right? He made a point to follow me, harass me, spam my phone, you name it. Anyway, an extremely stressful time. One day, when Nick, Amber, and I were in town at my grandma's, he was giving me a hard time. I was feeling really overwhelmed and decided to take a nap on her couch. In my dream, I was in a very primitive hut. I have zero context, but I knew that I was somewhere in Russia. There was an older man and woman in the hut with me. No one I know, but I knew they were my parents. They were in old clothes. The whole situation felt like the 1800s timeline. There were only candles inside, a fireplace, dirt floor, hay-stuffed bed, all one room. There were windows with no glass. Outside was the most incredible sea of grass, such a vibrant green for as long as you could see on all sides. There was nothing else in the landscape. It was incredibly windy. The grass was blowing. The sky was a stormy gray. There were spaceships in the sky. My parents were totally freaked out, speaking a language I don't recognize or understand. I felt an urgent responsibility to keep us all safe. Before I had any time to process much more than that, there were aliens flooding through the door. Tall, gray. They got a hold of each of us. I quickly lost sight of whatever was happening to my parents, fighting for my life against these things. 
They pinned me to the mattress, grabbed my right hand, took one of my fingers in a candlewick trimmer-like device, and chopped my finger off. This startled me awake. I was drenched in sweat, and I shit you not, that finger hurt so fucking bad. I hadn't been laying on it or anything weird, but it literally felt like it was broken. Like I said, I was stressed the fuck out during this time. My brain was definitely working through that in the only way it knew how, but I have no explanation for why my finger had felt like it had actually been cut off. The brain is such a powerful thing. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. That's definitely, like, I don't know. That's definitely, like, a certain way that your brain's trying to work through something that is incredibly stressful. Oh yeah. Because I've had dreams like that, too, where, like, I... I'm like being like chased or something and I wake up in like the same position that like I fell in in my dream. Mm. I just know how meaningful dreams can be and how they can all have their own hidden meanings and stuff. There's so much science behind it. I think it's interesting. I'm curious if she ever looked that up. It's also just crazy that her finger hurt afterwards. I agree. Wow. I don't know. That's crazy. And also, fuck the ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Fuck the ex-boyfriend. It makes me so angry. I I can't even get into it. I'll go on a rant and I'll be, I'm just going to be pissed. But just know that fuck the ex-boyfriend and fuck anyone that uses people's information in relationships that they gave to those people as private information that they trusted them with, and then those people use it against them. Fuck you if you do that. Agreed. You don't deserve anything good in life if that's something that you do. Agreed. And I'm sorry to anyone that's ever experienced that. And you are not alone. It's terrible. The next one is called the rebirthing ceremony. After I finally rid myself of the asshole ex-boyfriend I previously mentioned, I was deep in some woo-woo spiritual stuff. I was on a total healing and rediscovery journey. As I mentioned in the attachment story, we had a spiritual group that would get together once in a while. One of us had an acquaintance that was a medium of some sort that invited us to her house for a spiritual weekend. While we were in the lady's house, We all gathered in our living room to meditate and talk new age talk. All day long, we were doing spiritual exercises and talking. That night, as our shenanigans continued, there was constant footsteps on the floor above us. We had all chosen sleeping spaces upstairs earlier that day. No one else was there. Everyone was in the living room. I couldn't take it anymore and I finally said, Are you all hearing this? There is literally someone upstairs. Everyone was like, yes, this was not at all bad vibes. Definitely felt like we just had folks there that wanted to be a part of our fun. Or we were all so zoned that we were opening up portals and the spirits were taking advantage of the opportunity. Either way, it was wild. On the last day, I was chosen for a rebirthing ceremony. The host and her other medium friend pulled me aside and asked me about who had assaulted me. I didn't know these gals and had not suggested at any point that anything had happened to me. I can expand on the actual ceremony more if you want. It was a crazy experience. I would definitely be interested in hearing about the rebirthing ceremony. I would too. I That's incredibly interesting. Even just the whole spiritual guidance thing. I don't know. I find that very interesting. Mm-hmm. Me too. The next one is a short one. It's called More Aliens. 
When my husband and I lived in town, we would go for walks at all hours of the night. One night, we walked downtown. She said the place, I'm not going to say it, and sat on the, she also said, does she want to get doxxed? I'm just kidding. I love you. (laughs) Let's just say she was walking in a city and they went to a downtown area. We were just talking, looking out across the downtown area. In the sky, there was a small green light that flew so insanely fast across the sky, stopped on a dime above one of the buildings in front of us, and then shot straight up and out of sight. I was speechless until my husband said, uh, did you see that? We both saw it. Wild. Another fun fact. Our dad told me that one night when he was a kid, there was an unidentified object in the sky above their neighborhood. All the neighbors saw it, and even the cops came out to their farm to see it. No explanation. Cool. (laughs) I love aliens. I love aliens. I mean, I'm so interested in aliens, but they scare me too. I mean, they scare me too, but I'm too, I'm so intrigued. I, I love UFOs. I love unidentified flying objects. I love seeing that stuff. I look for it. I like seeing, you know, and here's the thing. I say that I'm so scared of that stuff, but whenever I'm outside, am I always scouring the skies looking for it? Every single time. As you should. There's something out there. I feel like we've talked about this in the past, but I don't care. There's something out there. There has to be. Other living things. It's literally, it's, it feels more impossible that there's literally not another living organism out there. And it feels more unlikely to the fact that there's other organisms out there that aren't more advanced than we are. Mm -hmm. There has to be. There has to be something that's either similar to us or completely different, but it's out there. Exactly. And even if somehow... It was an optical illusion or something. That still is creepy and crazy in that cell. I just want to know. I love that stuff. I I want it. I can see it in my own head. And I want to see it in person. Agreed. (laughs) I love that stuff. I love it. Me too. So this one's called Gila Ghost. I hope I'm saying that right. My husband and I went on a road trip across the country when we started dating. In New Mexico, there is a national forest called Gila National Forest. Right away, this place gave us the creeps. You turn off a road in Silver City, drive hours into the woods, and an island desert through the park. The end of the road is the park's office, and you have no other option but to turn around and go back the same way you came in. That day, the park office lady told us that she literally drives in from town every day and then back out at the end of the day, and no one else is out there all night until she comes back in the next morning. Sweet, lol. We were there in the later winter. It was dead, like very, very few people were out there. We camped one night pretty deep into the park, a few miles from the park office. So we get our camp all set up. It's a really, really beautiful place. We're the only people in this camping area. We pick a spot that's on a small bluff above a river. Around dusk, my husband goes to the outhouse. I'm in the tent with our dog. I hear a woman talking, but I can't make out what she said. Immediately, he calls back to me, what? I'm in the tent like what? I crawl out of the tent and he's walking toward me with his headlamp on. I tell him I didn't say anything. We both tell each other we heard a woman talking. We look around. No one else is there. Side story. That night I had to crawl out of the tent in the middle of the night to pee and let Jasper go to the bathroom. We're outside both peeing. I have my headlamp on. 
All of a sudden, I hear the dogs absolutely mauling each other just below us at the river, like as if one of them had something the others wanted. I shut my headlamp off so fucking fast had I not been peeing, I would have pissed myself. I reeled in Jasper's leash at light speed. He was probably like, what the fuck? LOL. I scooped him up and got back to the tent as fast as I could. Would the tent have saved us? Of course not. I just laid there and listened to these dogs. My heart was pounding so hard I could literally hear it bumping against my sleeping bag. That also scared the shit out of me because until I realized it was literally my own pulse, it sounded like footsteps. LOL. That's terrifying. That is terrifying. Have you ever seen a pack of wild dogs before? No. It's so scary and creepy. It's like you, because you usually you see dogs in like on leashes and with collars and like, you know, well fed and usually like they're with somebody because they're usually pets. Mm -hmm. But when I was in Arkansas and we were driving to a mining site where you could mine for like your own like rocks, minerals, gold whatever in like this big like open crater while we were driving there we saw just a pack of dogs that were like rib cages only like just running across like running like down the side of the road and into the woods oh my god that's terrifying and when i brought that up to like some locals they were like oh that's normal oh that's normal that's that's scary it is scary None of them had collars on or anything. They were just a pack of wild dogs. Like all different breeds? Yeah. Oh my god. I feel like my dad told me one time a story about they had a problem with wild dogs. Like the town where we were from when he was younger. And he said that even one of their hunting dogs like got loose and was like taken in. And like the dog came back and it was like destroyed. It was mauled. It was like feral. It was nasty. Oh my god. I know. Okay, let's revamp back. Oh, I got sidetracked. Let's revamp back. Hearing something in the woods is so terrifying. I love it, though. No, I don't, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it, because there's cause there could be anything in the woods. There could be a person. There could be an animal or a creature or whatever. And that's the scariest part, is because it could be anything. Exactly. Literally, you saying it could be a person made my stomach drop. I thought it was... I literally feel nauseous. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that thought. I hate it. I hate it so much. It's, I'm just... I'm terrified of people. I don't trust them. I don't trust humans. I agree. I don't... I don't trust... I don't trust anything. Which is why I'm so scared of the paranormal and that because, like, I don't... What is it gonna do? I don't know. You have no idea. <laughs> You have no idea if it's a good spirit or a bad spirit. All you can go off is based off the vibe. Yep. And even then, the vibe isn't always right. Yup. The next one is called Jax. A few years ago, when my husband and I were just moving into our house, I was driving back and forth from a place I will not name pretty often. One night, I was driving to the farm like always, when suddenly in the road ahead of me, there was a huge dog. He was barking and pretty intimidating, honestly. I work with animals and could not let this big guy just be standing in a busy road. I pulled over and rolled my window down. He was tall enough to sniff me through the window. He had a huge thick collar on and was obviously very much on the defense. Across the road, there was a farm and there were people standing in the yard. I called out to them asking if he was their dog. They said no and they can't coax him off the road. I, as usual, have a leash and water bowl in my car at all times. Somehow, I got this guy on a leash and brought him into their yard. 
They called the town chairperson and they agreed to pick him up and bring him to the Humane Society. I bid him best of luck and was on my way. A couple weeks later, at work, a vet hospital, I walked by our lobby and who do I see? The same dog. There are a handful of vet hospitals in our area. The fact that he was adopted and brought to the hospital that I work in just blew my mind. I feel like he it was his way of coming back to say thank you. Agreed. That's sweet. That is sweet. Th- I think that's awesome, though. I think he I did agree. the right thing, and that's awesome that the dog just happened to show back up. It was fate. It was meant to happen that way, and I think you honestly probably saved the dog's life that day, which is incredible. So, yeah. So, this next one is called Abduction, which I think I know what this one is about. Okay. Amber briefly mentioned this in a previous episode. I won't go into too much detail because I'm quite certain this is still an active court case. The whole fam was out in the field helping my dad lay irrigation pipe. What does that mean? Farmers literally have metal water piping that they hook up to a pump that connects to irrigation systems and waters the field. The pipe is laid by hand, usually in the ditch and along field edges. It's a pain in the ass. The pipe is heavy, and it's a lot easier with a few people. So we're in the middle of nowhere, down a dirt road, laying this pipe, and while we were wrapping up, I could hear what sounded like kids yelling and roughhousing up the road. It was far enough away that it was just muffled yelling. I got a weird vibe, but was kind of like, whatever. We're basically done a little bit later, walking back to the road. I can still hear this yelling. We get to the road, and I look up and I see someone literally dragging another person to a truck and then into the truck. My husband and mom are next to me. I look at them like, uh, this seems sketchy. My husband says something along the lines of, that seemed aggressive. And all of a sudden, the truck is doing a wide turn in the road, spitting gravel, practically going off the road. We're all watching now, like this is definitely not a good situation. We're on the road by the pipe wagon. The truck goes flying by us very fast. We all have to squeeze against the wagon to avoid getting hit. No plates, front or back. Someone inside literally screams for help as the truck flies past us. We call the cops. Later, a policewoman comes to the house to get a full report from my husband and I. We reiterate everything we had said all earlier on the phone. Thankfully, she tells us the person has been found and was safe. She suggested that we may very well have saved her life. My understanding is that there was an ex-boyfriend domestic situation. He forced her into the car. About 30 miles away, again, I'm leaving out specifics. She manages to free herself from the truck. She runs into traffic and gets the attention of some other guys in another vehicle. The truck speeds away. She told the cops who this guy was. They found him. And now it's a whole court battle. We just got an updated court date letter not too long ago, so it's still going on, I think. Crazy stuff. Oh, one more thing. This is about the radar base. Okay, so my husband and I live very near the base. You can see the top of the tallest building from our house. Very recently, our aunt, who had previously lived up the road, told me that she had heard that they are holding tanks somewhere on the base that still hold something and that allegedly one of the tanks is leaking. She told me this to warn me about our drinking water, which we do not drink. What? LOL. I'm certain I have more stories, but this is a good start. Enjoy. Keep it spooky. (sighs) (laughs) Okay. I remember when that happened when you told me about that. Yeah, that was really scary. Mm Mm-hmm. That was really scary. I hope that that woman is okay. I agree. And, I mean, I want to go into about the radar base, but Amber's sketchy about it. I I think I really want to do, like, a whole episode because I did a whole bunch of research about it. What if I told you that I am open to doing an episode about it? And I've done more research on it. 
and it's it's weird. It's okay. Weird. I looked into the details of let's just say here's a here's a um a little teaser for at one point an upcoming episode. It is draining toxic waste chemicals and apparently it's more common than you think. More common? Yes. I have articles to prove it. I have articles. <laughs> and I have a lot of credit to give to other people that I've discussed this with. And we have all kind of worked together and found a lot of different websites on it. Which mm-hmm. I will discuss in a further episode. Yes. I feel like that was a good way to end it off. I agree. Oh boy. You have that to look forward to at some point. Anyways. That was all that my sister had sent in. And thank you to her for sending in so many really good creepy stories, all very, very entertaining, and it was a really good read. I'm very thankful. And we do have a couple of people that sent in some more that we will continue to read in upcoming episodes, so we'll be shouting them out in the future, and thank you to everyone that has sent in stuff, and if you have not yet, please do. At the moment, you can send in your story to a living nightmare podcast at gmail.com. Uh, let us know, though, if you want to remain anonymous and your preferred pronouns so that we know how to prefer to you. Refer to you. We are possibly working on another and easier way of submitting your stories, but that is something that we will update you on in the future. But until then, just email your story to, again, a living nightmare podcast at gmail.com. Do you have anything else that you want to put in? No, you wrapped it up pretty good. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting us. And if you know anyone that also loves spooky stuff, please don't be afraid to share. Share our podcast. Send them our way. Yeah. Um, send in stories share with other people let's all talk about spooky stuff together and take a spooky dookie spooky dookie alright we'll see you in the next one bye bye